Hello, everybody, and welcome to Time Out with the Tories. I'm your host, Nick Tory. Episode number two of week number seven of the MHSAA football season. Plenty of great games to, for you today. We're going to start in eight-man football. One last game we did not cover in yesterday's preview episode, and that is the Wyoming Lee Legends. Lee will be making their season debut here in week number seven. Uh, last week was supposed to be game number one. They were going to take on Goebbels. That game canceled after Lee had some COVID concerns. But the Legends are healthy. They're ready to go. Uh, their opponent this week will be Farwell. Uh, the Eagles of Farwell coming in at 1-4. and four. Farwell also an interesting season. Uh, first three weeks just absolutely steamrolled as an 11-man team. 0-3 uh, scored just 8 points. Uh, they gave up 147. It was just not good. They switched to 8-man football, defeated Burton Atherton, and lost to Blanchard Montebella. Lee, meanwhile, was supposed to start the season with 11-man football. Uh, didn't play. And here's their chance here against Farwell. I talked to their athletic, uh, Lee's athletic director yesterday. I've got a new article up on Michigan Sports Radio uh, as well as on my Twitter. Check that out. Great article. Uh, a lot of fun talking to him. This is an exciting day for Lee. They're going to have a doubleheader, a varsity soccer game with their great 11-2 and team that just clinched the Alliance League Championship with their win last night. And uh, after that, it's going to be the football game. I, I'm going to go with a double pick here. I'm going to go with Lee's soccer team to get a mercy rule against Ottawa Hills. I'm going to go 8-0 the final in that game. And I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to go with Farwell. I just don't know about Lee. Uh, and Farwell's looked better since they've moved to the eight-man circuit. I think this is going to be competitive. They've got a chance here. Uh, Lee, I just don't know. I just haven't seen anything. It's hard to predict how they're going to be able to pull this all together, uh, not playing the first six weeks of the season. Moving on to the uh, OK Silver. We'll start there with a handful of games. First up, a non-conference battle between Belding and Ludington. Belding comes into this game 4-2 and two on the season. Uh, losers of two straight, two tough losses to Sparta and Comstock Park after a blistering 4-0 start. Ludington comes in at 2-4 and four. last week, shut out by Whitehall 49-0. Uh, the week before, a bit of a surprising win against Muskegon Heights 41-12. Earlier this year, they defeated Fremont 20-6. I think the advantage here has to go to Belding uh, rather handily. Belding will be playing for the first time against Ludington. Uh, Ludington hoping to avoid their first losing record since 2017. They'd have to win out to do so. And I don't think they, they can get it done here. Uh, Trey Forfinski has been a great player, uh, catalyst for Ludington's offense. He is the key. I'm just not sure that they're going to be able to keep up here with uh, the Black Knights. You look at a guy like Coden McNeil, Dylan Rockburn, Bryce Flynn, uh, just three of many talented players for Belding. Game number two in the conference pits the Kelloggsville Rockets against the Godwin Heights Wolverines. A little inner city rivalry here. Kelloggsville is hot. They've won two in a row after an 0-4 start. They took down Kelvin Christian two weeks ago. Followed that up with a stunner, a win at Gabriel Richard. A really cool experience. Talked to Coach Brandon Bratch a little bit. Uh, the Rockets with a great win at Eastern Michigan against Gabriel Richard. I think they go for three in a row this week against Godwin. Uh, Godwin lost by 15 to Sparta last week. Uh, the week before did not play. Before that, lost to Comstock Park by 40. Uh, they've really struggled in conference play. Only a pair of wins defeating Manistee and Fowler in, in a league pl play. 
the Manistee one was impressive to me, given where Manistee is at as a team right now. But Kellogg'sville's hot. They can swing the ball uh, with anyone. Zach Zerfus, 19 touchdowns, second only to Zach Ahern in our coverage area. Uh, he's explosive. He's got two great receivers in Jabari Campbell and Cameron Townsend. Uh, Townsend, one of the few guys to have a touchdown four different ways, rushing, receiving, uh, defense, and return as well. I love this offense for Kellogg'sville. I think that they've got enough here uh, to pull off a little bit of a upset, if you want to say, and uh, get to their third straight win. Godwin, a four straight wins in this series. Uh, I think that comes to an end in this game. Kelvin Christian will take on Comstock Park. Kelvin Christian uh, leads the all-time series 6-2, to two, but these two teams haven't played since 2006. Crazy to think that they've been in the same basketball conference now for a handful of years, but due to Kelvin's uh, unique scheduling uh, circumstances, if you will, in the past few seasons, 2019 as an independent, 2020 without a conference home or even a football team, and uh, this year finally able to play. I think Comstock Park is going to win this game, and I think rather handily. Comstock Park 6-0 and on the year. Kelvin 1-5, and that one win over Parkway Christian. Kelvin is much uh, better than I think we thought that they would be at this point. Paul Bauma the fourth is a really good quarterback. I like Matt Elderkin as well as a, as a top receiving option. But Comstock Park is good. I mean, you I put him right up there with Caledonia uh, in terms of surprises for this year. Um, you know, I, I thought this could be a good team but I did not think that they would be 6-0 and the way that they have uh, really won these games. It's been gutty. Uh, they've won some close ones. It's been a lot of fun. It'll be interesting to see the future for this team uh, as we turn the corner. Uh, obviously, at 6-0, looking good for the playoffs for Comstock Park. But I'll tell you what, if you saw Snooze to use latest projections, they are in the District of Death in Division 5. Uh, a first-round matchup with 6-0 West Catholic. If they somehow win that, they play Belding again or... Grand Rapids Catholic Central, who we'll talk about later, and is coming in to this week on a 29-game winning streak. Wow. I mean, talk about a group of death. Uh, that'd be a real challenge there for Comstock Park, no matter how good their football team is. I will say, though, they should move to 7-0 and uh, this week, which will be a great step for them. They haven't been that uh, off to that hot of a start since, well, the back-to-back-to-back the, uh, -back -to -back semifinals in 2013. They won their first 12 games before losing in the semis, this would be just the second time that they've gotten to seven wins uh, since 2016. Finally, to wrap up the OK Silver, we've got Hopkins against the Spartans of Sparta. Hopkins three and three. Sparta coming in with a record of four and two. Uh, Sparta's won three in a row. They got a forfeit win and a pair of league wins against Belding and Godwin Heights. Almost beat Comstock Park and almost beat Oak Ridge. We're talking two possessions away from being an undefeated team. Uh, lost to Oak Ridge 22-21 on a late safety and uh, Comstock Park 34-27. Hopkins, on the other hand, uh, they bounced back and defeated Kelvin but really looked overmatched in their three losses against Unity Christian, Comstock Park, and Allendale, especially Unity and Comstock Park, losing by 42 and 30 points. I'm going to give a slight edge here to Sparta to win this game. Uh, you look to a guy like Dylan Taroski, who has 12 rushing touchdowns. I think they've just hung their own a little bit better than Hopkins has against some of these big dogs, uh, and I think that really kind of gives them the advantage here in this matchup. Moving over to the OK Gold now, uh, we've got a handful of games in that conference 
We'll start first uh, with Grand Rapids Catholic Central. As I just mentioned, 29 consecutive wins. Uh, they go for the 30-burger this week as they take on Middleville. Uh, Middleville 1-5. and five. Uh, They come into this game uh, struggling, to say the least. Uh, 78 points so far this season. Uh, they beat Kenwa two weeks ago. Really have struggled in every other game, losing by at least uh, three touchdowns. But I'll tell you what. When they last played uh, Catholic Central last year, it was ugly. I, I will admit it was 50-7. to 7, But there's got to be some people out there who maybe, maybe, maybe uh, faintly remember the 2010 Grand Rapids Catholic Central and Middleville football game. I'll tell you what, if you remember that one, if, if you're a Middleville fan, it's got to give you a little bit of hope. And if you're a uh, Catholic Central fan, it's got to scare you a little bit. And that game, just to refresh your memory, uh, Catholic Central comes into the game ranked number four in Division Four, and Middleville got out to a huge lead. Two different times they're up 14 points. Catholic puts together some uh, rallies, and Nate Iveson kicks a game-winning field goal. Middleville escapes 31 to 28. That's their only victory in this series. Uh, they've lost every other matchup against uh, the Cougars, which moves them at a perfect one in or a imperfect rather one in eight. I think that. They're going to go to 1-9. Catholic Central is just too good. I do not see another upset happening here. I mean, John Passanall stepped right in, and he's already in the top 10 in our passing scoring uh, leaders, as we saw on Twitter. Uh, if you didn't check those out, we've got some scoring leaders. Uh, those are at NBT underscore hoops uh, 42. Passanall, second in the conference in touchdown passes to Silveri, uh, who hasn't played in a couple games. And I think... The fact uh, that they passed 29 times to start that game last week against Wayland is just absolutely remarkable. Uh, I think they're really trying to prove that they can throw the football, and, and it's working out here. Uh, Passnall's looked good, and Car Connor Wolf looked good in relief as well. And we've got guys like Nolan Ziegler, Devin Fridley-Bell, Ronan Russell-Dixon, Carter Meerman. We can go on and on. Joe Mullet. Uh, a lot of weapons here. And, and how could you not be a successful offense here? I think Cougars roll to victory. Game number two in this conference, we will see uh, the Kennewa Hills Knights. They will take on Ottawa Hills. Uh, Kennewa Hills coming in at two and four. Ottawa Hills also coming in at two and four. With a win in this game, Ottawa Hills would win the most regular season games they have since 2015. Uh, they've got to overcome an 0-3 all-time record against Kennewa Hills. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Some may see this as an upset. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Uh, I know I did this a couple weeks ago, and they didn't uh, quite pull it out. But I think that they've got this one. Uh, you look at guys like Camarion Gibson, nine rushing touchdowns. Shirai Horton, uh, four passing and three rushing scores as well. I, I think their offense is improving. Uh, Coach Christian Verley's really got this team going. And, and I think Roy Zagunas is going to build something at Kenowa. I think you've seen it this year. They've got the two wins. They've been competitive in some other games. Uh, Andrew Bradley's been pretty good. Sutton Tudis has three passing touchdowns. Uh, this offense, I just haven't seen enough uh, to really believe that they're going to be able to, you know, to win this game. Only 85 points. Ottawa Hills, meanwhile, 143. Even though they're losing, they're scoring. And uh, that gives me some faith here that they can win this game. Game uh, number three in the gold, South Christian against Forest Hills Eastern. Fun uh, little tidbit about South Christian. They've won 10 straight OK Gold games not against Catholic Central. Uh, they've pretty much ran this conference with the exception of losing games to Catholic Central. Uh, they've proverbial second place right now to the Cougars, and I think 
it's all going to come down to them and Cedar Springs uh, jockeying it out there in week number nine, uh, provided Cedar doesn't upset uh, Catholic Central. But I, I think that Ottawa, South Christian shouldn't be challenged. They've got FHE and Ottawa Hills the next two weeks uh, and should be right there at the end of the season again for a chance to play in second place. Uh, you look to Chandler Van Sokoma finally got going again. A couple touchdowns last week. Jake DeHaan, uh, the dual threat, eight passing, seven rushing scores. This is a pretty good Sailor team. Uh, again, their record is 4-2, and two, but a frustrating loss against East Grand Rapids and, and no shame in losing to Catholic Central, uh, but an impressive win against Grand Rapids, Christian. Their other three wins, Middleville, Wayland, and uh, Kenwood Hills, not so impressive. So we'll kind of see where South Christian fits into this spectrum. They've been able to dominate the bad teams, lose to the really good teams, and then that head-scratcher against EGR, the Pioneers' lone win uh, so far this season. Uh, this is a statement game opportunity here for Christian or South Christian uh, as they take on a Forest Hills Eastern team that doesn't look so bad at 3-3. Three and three. Their only losses: Cedar Springs, Catholic Central, and West Catholic, uh, three teams in our REMAX United Power Poll uh, this week. Next up, we've got the Wayland Wildcats and Cedar Springs. This rounds out the coverage here in the OK Gold. Cedar should have no problem in this game. Wayland uh, coming in with a seven-game losing streak. Uh, they've only won one football game um, in, well, nearly three seasons. Uh, they lost three to end 2018, lost all nine in 2019, lost six of seven a year ago, and all six this year. So, it's been a struggle in, in Wayland for them to try to figure this out. And Cedar Springs, meanwhile, has been a well-oiled machine this year. Uh, a hiccup to Rockford, who, who is a really good team. As long as Cedar isn't looking too far ahead uh, to their finish, Catholic Central South Christian, uh, they should cruise this game. And frankly, I think if they're looking ahead, they still uh, have a chance to, to do so. Outside of that Rockford game, they've scored at least 38 points in every game. Uh, on the contrary, Wayland has 81 points for the season. Um, so I, I think that this should be no problem for the Red Hawks. Uh, look for guys like Ryan Mitchell, Antoine Nichols, Carter Fallon uh, to really get things going here. Coach Gus Kapolka's offense uh, has rushed for 33 touchdowns, and the, perhaps the most impressive thing is eight different players have combined for those 33 scores. Moving over to the OK Blue, we've got some great games here to round out the episode. First, we've got Allendale against Hamilton. Uh, Allendale got in the win column last week, just dominated Holland Christian 43 to six. Hamilton lost a tough one to Fruitport 37 to 21. Allendale comes into this matchup with a better overall record three and three, while Hamilton is two and four. I, I think you've got to give a slight advantage to Allendale. Um, their offense has struggled, but so has Hamilton's. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, I really like Cole D. Piazza, in my opinion, is the best offensive weapon between the two teams. Um, and in a game so close on paper, I think that that gives them the advantage. Uh, Fruitport will take on Holland Christian. Give me a Fruitport handily here. Holland Christian, we talked about this last week, they have 103 points, and 59 of them came in their first game against the Holland Dutch, 44 points in the last five. So you're talking just over eight points per game for Holland Christian Sense. Uh, Fruitport, meanwhile, they've got 160 points. They've been unable to stop teams, really, giving up 164. Uh, but you look to guys like Gavin Reams, Camden Farrell, Pascal Jolman, Cody Nash, 
Uh, the, the offensive weapons are there for Fruitport. They've been in a couple of their losses. I remember, you know, they really gave a tough battle to both Spring Lake and Coopersville, uh, two teams that we will talk about next. Um, so I'm going to go with Fruitport here pretty handily. Spring Lake and Coopersville, as we just mentioned, uh, beat Fruitport, and they're both 5-1. and one. Both took tough losses last week. Coopersville squandered a great opportunity for a statement win against West Catholic. Uh, really got out to a nice lead in that game and then just fell flat. Uh, West Catholic came alive in the second half. We'll talk more about them uh, in our next game. Spring Lake, meanwhile, tried to hang with Unity. They scored uh, for a little earlier, uh, but then just couldn't hang with that high-powered offense, ultimately losing 54 to 21. But both teams come in at 5-1. and one. Spring Lake uh, has a chance to clear a hurdle, uh, maybe is the, is the best way to put it. The last three seasons, they've won five games in each year, 5-3, five 5-5, and three, five and 5-5. Five, and five and five. They look to break through that plateau with a win in one of their final three games in the regular season. They've got a chance here against Coopersville. Uh, Coopersville, meanwhile, is off to a strong start. A win here would give them their best seven-game start since 2008. Uh, a sixth win would also be their most since 2017. I mean, they've only won six games in the past three seasons combined. They can match that total with a win in one of their final three games in the regular season. Uh, this Coopersville team has impressed me. Uh, my dad was at the Coopersville-West Catholic game last week. He gave me a call afterwards and was really talking about how Coopersville set the tone early in that game and played some great defense. Uh, ultimately, West Catholic's got a lot of talent, and they just kind of came alive and flipped a switch and created their own opportunities. More a testament to West Catholic um, than anything. Dylan Merlo is back. He's ready to go. Uh, Colton Bosch has been pretty reliable as well uh, for this Coopersville team. And for Spring Lake, you look to guys like Christian Folkert and uh, the late emergence here of Alex Lee. Jackson Kors had a pretty good year at quarterback. I'm going to go with Spring Lake in a close one here, mainly because this game's at Grabinski Field. I like both teams. I could We could talk at nauseum about how I like both teams uh, just a really strong pair of programs. And really some, again, we talked about Comstock Park earlier. These are some surprise teams, especially Coopersville. I uh, did not see this hot start coming. Uh, but at Grabinski Field, I'll give a slight edge uh, to the Lakers. Finally, the game of the episode here, uh, we've got West Catholic and Unity Christian, both coming in undefeated on the season. Unity Christian, one of the highest-powered offenses in the state. They've got 330 points. That's good for 50 five points per game absolutely remarkable um they haven't scored less than 46 they uh have pumped out 46 50 54 57 58 and 65 and they're no shame on defense either only giving up 80 points uh giving up 21 twice against probably the two best teams on their schedule in grand rapids christian and spring lake so their defense can be susceptible to scores but again, when you're scoring in the 50s, you're up by 30, uh, your reserves are in, you're going to give up points. West Catholic, on the other hand, has scored 249 while giving up 81. Their defense also strong. Last week, 24 points against Coopersville, the most they given up previously. Uh, was a three-straight game run of giving up 14. They've scored at least 28 points in every game, hitting 40 uh, four different times, 43, 49, 50, and 51, the high against Allendale. This is going to be a fun game. You've got Tim Kloska on one side. He's got 20 rushing touchdowns. Uh, he's joined by Nor Noah Arsulowitz, Elit Zania. There's some good weapons here for West Catholic. Uh, for Unity, meanwhile, it's Drew Chandler. It's Cam Chandler. 
It's Abe Rapoon, Micah Bush. This is this is a great game. I I would wish I could get my uh, get myself out to this one. This is going to be a phenomenal game. I'm going to go with Unity Christian here. I still think that Unity um, is the the best team around uh, relative to their division. I I love this football team. I think they're incredible, and you know I I think they've got a long playoff run in them, just as I thought they did last year. Um, I think there's an upper echelon of teams here. Um, based on division dominance, and that would put Rockford, Catholic, and Unity uh, in that grouping together. I think the Crusaders get themselves a win here and uh, are able to move on uh, with a victory. So that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Uh, thank you, as always, for tuning in. I want to shout out uh, Zach Turi in the studio. As always, he does a great job. So we'll be back uh, tomorrow. We're going to go... Lakeshore preview, we're going to look at the Lakes 8, the WMC, uh, and the OK Green. And we'll follow it up, as always, by closing out the week with the OK Red and the OK White. So, uh, once again, I'm Nick Toury. Thank you, as always, for listening to Time Out with the Tories.